The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but then again, who doesn't like pie? I mean, that's really the key question there. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I have a new term that I would like to give you or introduce to you uh, in replacing the term news headlines. I think it should be now called news headlie. News headlie instead of news headlines. Yeah, you can use that any way you want. I give you permission. Life lessons for our faith. We can actually use them. Probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show because nobody else has to have it? Well, that's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, so from that line right there, don't expect anything else. We just, we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. It's totally awesome. All I know is for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, at what point do you and I stop trying to control the wind? Just asking, just asking. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. You have that opportunity to reach out to us, to connect with us. I understand that there's certain people that want to be able to communicate with us by driving by the studio and holding up signs. We can't do that. I understand there's a whole other group of people that want us to take a long walk off a short pier. We can't do that either. But what we can do is let you make a phone call in. You just got to reach out to us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But keep in mind that when you call 972-445-0770, you will end up having your earthly life changed because you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Uh, Let's see if you guys can top this one. Talking to Dynamite D is like finding a parking spot up close to where you are going. Right on time. I mean, come on. Can't beat that one. Come on, right? 
You go to the store, you go to like whatever it is, and there's 9,000 spots. And you, even Whether it's a church or whatever, and you pull up and you're like, hello. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> right? Absolutely fantastic. So that's what happens if you talk to Dynamite D. Also, you can text us, by the way, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can do that anytime throughout the show. I might be able to respond to you. I might not be able to respond to you. I am a little more disappointed because I thought a lot more people would think it was funny. See, see, the news headlines is really a, a, a news head lie. Yeah, that? I see where you were going with it. Uh, so, I mean, you know, so was, come on. People are like, come on. Okay, I mean, well, I'm telling you, I told this story before. I'm in West Hills Junior High School on 17th and Middle Belt in Detroit, Michigan, Blooming, uh, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Walking down the library, on my left, a yellow sign right at the top says sex. I turn to it and it says, now that I have your attention, please vote for. <laughs> See? That is everything you got to know about a headline. There it is. That's a great point. Right there, folks. All right. Also, by the way, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. As you can tell, I probably won't put up with a lot today. Uh, it's david at hemustincrease.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just david at hemustincrease.org. Plus, we're going to send you up to the website a couple things to tell you. Uh, I have not yet decided when to tell you, but a book has been selected based on the voting. Okay, based on the voting. So that is coming. The other thing that I want to tell you that's in route, I'll tell you what book it is later on in the show. But the other thing that's coming is the buddy system. This idea that Noel came up with that I think is a really good idea about really connecting a little deeper past the show if you want to. Don't have to. You never have to. The last thing is we need money. And I'm not going to say we don't need money. Wrong. We need money. <laughs> that's just the bottom line. If you've never given, prayerfully consider it. If you've given, we appreciate it. You don't have to give more. We just appreciate it. But let's be praying that the Lord opens up the doors. Maybe there'll be some new givers. That's a blessing as well. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Emosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Emosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. What's up, Doc? See, that's the perfect sound effect. <laughs> Just so you can know, especially because of the ending. What's up, Doc? Yeah, I like that one. I mean, nothing more important in my life than to have Bugs Bunny saying something to me about being a Doc. <laughs> just saying that's just at the top of the list. Hey, we got to go to prayer right away because guess what? My little my little munchkin, Easton, in the hospital again. They were in route today. He was having a pretty tough time breathing today. So uh, he's at the hospital. He's doing better now. But, you know, for Julianne and Jared, who've got – you know, th four kids all together. One, they just had the one baby. It's just like they are just going through it. And so I just want to pray for them and uh, lift them up before the Lord says, with them. I also want to keep Rosalind in prayer. And I also want to keep Ace in prayer for the, the struggle he's having with his the cancerous thing he's going through. I want to keep Gary in prayer. We want to keep praying for these people. And we're not going to stop. And we'll just keep knocking until the door is opened. 
That's the goal. So let's pray. Let's collect our faith together and do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you for everything. And everything gives thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And in all these things, there is something you do or will do that will be such a blessing that we will call it good. And so we lift up these situations to you. I lift up Roz. I lift up Ace, Gary. I lift up Easton and all the people in our lives who are physically hurting right now. By your stripes we are healed. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. That's what it says about you, Jesus. We're asking you to put that into application. Let us not just hear about it. Let us know it. Epigenosa, knowing it personally. And let these people be touched by the power of your Holy Spirit, all of them. And let us all rejoice in the touch they receive. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so that's how we rock and roll and get the show going. Uh, for those that do not know, we are in the book of Matthew. So what we do is that you might not know there's a pattern here, <laughs> but there is a, technically a pattern. So we do two books on Monday, one on Tuesday, uh, one on Wednesday, two on Thursday, and one on Friday. On the Tuesdays one, we're in the Matthew Gospel. We're in Matthew chapter 8 before we get to the bulk of what I want to teach. I do want to make a quick comment on when Jesus said, I want to go, we're going over to the other side. Before they get into the boat, there's one person that says something to him that I think a lot of people misunderstand, and it is this. And so I just want to read it and give you kind of a, a norm interpretive approach to it. It says this, uh, Lord, this is in verse 21 of Matthew 8, Lord, another of his disciples said, let me go and bury my father. Verse 22, but Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. And so people are thinking, boy, Jesus, he's not giving any space there whatsoever. What's up with that? And it's like, yes, see, this is the problem with when you read something in Scripture and don't take into account everything that's going on. There's the, the idea behind this is that he wants to go and hang out with his family until they die. And then once they're dead— he will bury his father, specifically his father who's getting older, and it's like, uh, then he'll come and follow Jesus. And Jesus is like, hey, you can't wait for that to follow me. So what people don't input into the into the sea in, in the scriptures, there's a time lapse here. I'm talking about the practicality. That, by the way, truth applies to several other truths in Scripture that the church has done a pretty good job of messing up, but we'll deal with that later on. Let's get into verse 23. This is a classic. So Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a violent storm arose in the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. So let's just recognize what's going on. The disciples and Jesus get into a boat. Suddenly means out of nowhere. Have you ever had something happen in your life that's out of nowhere? And it's a violent storm, by the way, folks. It's not a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm can be violent. That's not this. This is a violent storm. This is an outrageously violent storm. And you're thinking, well, how could you possibly know that? Well, one, it says it's a violent storm. So that's my first hint. And two, who's in the boat with Jesus, okay? Are four of those guys fishermen? Yes, that's what they do for a living. You think these guys might know what a violent storm is? I don't know. They spend their life on the water. And so for these guys to look at it and know the storm is, is, is that dramatic means it's more dramatic than when we think of when you hear right outside your window. This is a little deeper. 
So then the question becomes in, well, how bad really is this storm? And it tells you how bad it is. It's a violent storm so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. That does not mean water was trickling in the boat. It means that the waves were crashing against the boat at such a level that a large portion of the wave was ending up in the boat. They were taking on water as fast as you can think. Now, here's what I want you to think about, and this is what I want you to consider in your mind and in your heart. These are a couple of key points. One, there is no Coast Guard. There is nobody coming up going, we're here to help you. Okay? There are no cell phones. They're not calling anybody for help. There is no jet ski hanging on the side of the boat. This is not, well, let's get in the jet skis and get out. Let's get into the safety boats. That is not what's going on. There is nothing. And they are going down. And they are very concerned. How concerned? They're so concerned. They're in one gospel while they're freaking out, they're almost mad. They're not mad, but they're very expressive to Jesus as in like, don't you care? Don't you care? It's like that kind of attitude. Let me explain to you that many Christians, myself included, have engaged with God many times where I have looked up to God and said, don't you care? Don't you care? Is it not important to you? Of course it's important to him. But sometimes when that violent storm arises in our lives and we were not anticipating, because it, in this case and in often cases, it suddenly comes, it's overwhelming. And in this story, where was Jesus? When we get back, we'll talk about that because he was sleeping. Hmm. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience. Right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, 
they 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 go through this uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate well you know is this this and is this this and and what you said right there is the key that the core of our strength the core of our ability to to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly. And that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is a still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready for our first trivia question. Supply the missing word from the psalmist's song of praise. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire, and he set my feet upon a... Got to fill in the word right there. Uh, If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. We will do our DNA because it is what we are made of. It is our blocks, so to speak. So let's start off with our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every, every day, 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 every day that ends in day. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Every day that ends with day, okay? Spend time with the Lord. Just some time, right? That's not not like a required amount of time. It's not specific. Keep in mind, there were times where Jesus shot up a very quick, brief prayer. There's other times where Jesus spent an hour praying. There was other times where he spent all night praying. Like, so has it got to be the exact same? No. Just do it. That's draw closer to the Lord daily. That preps you for everything and anything. No matter what takes place in your universe, if you're drawing closer to the Lord, that will get you through. The answer has been, is, and always will be more of God. Doesn't matter what these people say, and the politicians, or the government, or the news, or or these uh, celebrities, or what a joke. 
What matters is what God says. Even Moses got it. As much time as he was with him, he told the Lord, I want more. I want more of you. I want to see you. So draw closer to the Lord daily. That's the D. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. There's a new thing out where prosecutors in another country are trying to, not a joke, eliminate passages in Deuteronomy and in the book of Matthew, and they're trying to rev up prosecutions against people who will speak them in public. You don't think that's on route? It's definitely around the corner. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. But Dave, they might not like me. <laughs> they didn't all like Jesus either. Welcome to the club. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which is exceedingly crucial because it does mean that it is not just all about us. And I know that's hard to do. It's hard for me to do. I'm probably hard for Dynamite Dean. It's hard for all of us to do. It has its moments, doesn't it? But what the Lord is trying to get us to do is to love others the way that we love ourselves, to consider others, to be aware of others, to be participants in others, to be connected to others, to protect others, to pray for others. And by doing so, you'll increase your own faith and your own closeness with, with the Lord. I mean, how can you beat that? That's so good, isn't it? All right, all right. So, go back to the old triv question. Supply the missing word from the psalmist's song of praise. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet upon a... You have to fill in the word, and we have somebody that is ready to fill in the word. Here we go. Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Dr. David. This is Joy Ann. Hi, Joy Ann. How are you? I'm good. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I, I love that verse in Psalm 42. And I'll let you ask the question, and I'll answer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Supply the missing word from the psalmist's song of praise. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet upon a... A rock. That is correct, I right know. <laughs> awesome. He sets. So he takes you out of one place which is muddy and puts you in another place which is rock solid. Which is fascinating that Jesus used that example of talking about people building their lives on which kind of foundation. So that's like, ooh, yes, that's good, solid. right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I have a quick story for sure. that verse. I have in one of my Bibles. I was in. Big Bend, uh, hiking along the Rio Grande, and there was a muddy area. My foot, one foot sank right very deeply into the, like, it was almost like quicksand. I got my foot out, but my slipper was lost. <laughs> and there was a rock right there I grabbed on. Can you hear? see that beautiful verse in Psalm 42? I think about that. It was so comforting to have that rock and not, you know, be sucked into something awful. And then um, I wanted to say we love Al, and we're so sorry for the loss of his mama. Kathy, I think, was her her name, and, of course, she's with the Lord. But we pray for Al. We pray for Rosalind um, post-surgery that everything will go well and, and all of the, you know, beautiful people. Yeah. 
Cutting out uh, right, you cut out right there. But yeah, that, I think that's really awesome of you to call in and say that we're praying for everybody, we're caring about everybody, and for people to hear that blesses them that they know they're on people's hearts. Amen. And we we think it a lot. We should call in more often, but just this is a shout out to everybody. We we care. We love you guys. So anyway, thank you. We're loving the show. All Blessings right. to All you, right. Doctor Dave. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. I can just go home. I could just have all you guys call in and share every couple minutes. It would be like like the best show. I'll leave that, but I wouldn't have to prepare for tomorrow's show because I wouldn't have to share anything on that show, and then I can just have the stuff ready for... We always love when Joanne calls. Excellent, excellent call. All right. Let me go back to this. I want to point this something out uh, to you. We only got about three minutes, but it's really important for you to understand this. Uh, Disciples are in the boat. The boat's going nutty. Okay. And for you don't, if you don't think the disciples, people are like, well, they weren't freaking out. Yes, they were. (laughs) They were freaking out. They thought they were going to drown. I mean, I mean, he's sleep. Jesus is sleeping. Okay, and while he's sleeping, here I just want to make make sure everybody understands. These guys are panicking, and so it says, as he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm arose from the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. So the disciples came and woke him up. Lord, save us! We're gonna die. I, I just get the impression they didn't go over. And this is my 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 interpretation. I've done this in a church a couple of times. I don't think they went over to Jesus and went, Jesus. Jesus, wake up, Jesus. We're in a little bit of trouble here. Okay, that didn't happen. I think they said, Lord, save us. We're going to die. <laughs> I think that's what they were going with. Because they felt like they were going to die. A lot of panic in that, right? Jesus is sleeping. But the problem in this, and the only thing I'm going to say about this, is that's the problem with us, is we think because Jesus is sleeping in that context, that he's actually sleeping unaware of us. And it's like, that's the problem. Hey, if the Lord doesn't respond in your time frame, I'm sorry. I know that feeling. I connect with you. But the Lord has never failed to respond to any of his kids. Not one time. And the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. So when you and I perceive sleep, That's just you and I not being as smart as God. How close was Jesus when this was going on for his disciples? Close enough for them not to drown in the boat, but be able to get to Jesus. In other words, he was so close the whole time. That's a thing that we forget. I'm not going to finish teaching on this. I think you can just understand that. You know that trial you're going through? I'm sorry. It's hard, although it probably has a purpose of making you more like Christ. So in that part of it, I'm not sorry. But here's the thing. Jesus is close by. He will not fail you. Do not let your fear outweigh your faith. Okay? All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called Reverend Oliver White, was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.